podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. For Liverpool fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Liverpool videos and podcasts. Download the COP app for free now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily for this Thursday night. Wolverhampton Wanderers 1, Liverpool 2. Liverpool are now 22 wins from 23 in the Premier League. They're 16 points clear. They have a game in hand. They just keep finding ways to win. Um, a cracking game of football tonight, let's be honest about it. Myself and Andy are going to be here talking about this. Usually this goes on for a half an hour, but it's me and Andy, so anything could happen. He has told me, no, no, not an hour, not even an hour. He's lying. I know he's lying. Um, but look, we'll see how it goes. Um, the Reds, they're just unbelievable, aren't they? Here we go. And here we go. It's the Fatback 4 Daily. Andy, um... It's another win. I asked you, was it decisive before we came on air? You said this is wrapped up ages ago. You also told me you couldn't believe that we won that game. Explain. Yeah, I'm, I'm just shaking, Gav. Um, I was kind of going through um, my head thinking, how am I going to deal with not going unbeaten for the season there, parts of that game when the pressure was on. It kind of reminded me of Wolves against City over Christmas when you felt like they were going to score. You were telling me it was a lot more um, Liverpool were in it more than I'm saying. I don't know. I was shaking. Um, I celebrated that winner like I haven't celebrated a goal in ages. Like, you know, Even though it's wrapped up ages. Yeah, just you just want to be winning every game as well. That's important now. And I was shaking. Uh, and I'm still shaking. And uh, I celebrated that very angrily. And I haven't done that in ages because it's all been elation lately. It's all been like happy emotions and yay. <laughs> <laughs> and come here with your it's hands just, going mad because you're, you're, you're known for your hands going a little bit um, independent to your body. There's a local like out there um, yeah. right, that does that. But um, now, yeah, I, I was going rusher and um yeah, I'm feeling, I'm kind of feeling good. I feel like I got a bit of weight and stress off my shoulders. Feels good. Jeez, I'd love to get a bit of weight off me. Fuck's sake. I might go around to yoga and watch the match next week. Um, Listen, before we go on, I'm going to get this out here early. If you're watching this on Periscope, please share it onto your timeline. If you're watching on YouTube, go and subscribe. Hit the bell icon. You know the usual carry on. Subscribe. Tell people about it. We did a, myself and Grizz done a show on Tuesday in London with the lads from 90 Minute Football and two guys from the Anfield Rap. It was a really good hour long show. You'll find that on 90 Minute Football's YouTube channel. You'll also find that on our channel where we put our downloads. They let us have the audio. It was a brilliant hour, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, the boys over there were really welcoming. Uh, Grizz drove me around London in his car, which um, was an experience. But 
listen, go and look at that, go and watch it and let us know what you think. Um, the, the comments are absolutely flying in. Um, when it's me and Andy, people do realise that this could go anywhere and it probably will. Uh, just a couple of comments coming in. Um, next one's the big one, lads. Dylan says, Shrewsbury, decent side. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan says, that was the hardest away game we'll have this season in the league. I, I, and he includes City in that for some reason. Uh, Barry says, Alison, what more can we say? He's the best signing from outside the Premier League ever. Um, this team always finds a way, says Chris. Shinehead says, woke the kids up and Bobby scored. Megan says, there's something that the cop wants you to know. Uh, get in, Redman, what a win. Uh, hard fought win tonight, says Carl. Expected just as much. These boys do not know how to lose three more points closer to the Holy Grail. Um, Andy, look, just going on the team. Um, there was a lot of stuff going around earlier on about maybe Virgil van Dijk being out with, a, I think it was a virus or something along them lines. He played, um, he goes with, he goes, he, he goes with the same 11 that played at the weekend, doesn't he? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Were you surprised yeah. by that? Because there's only a four day turnaround or was it a case of luck? Shrewsby won't affect most of these players. We have another week until we have to play West Ham, I think next Wednesday. Did it surprise yeah, you? Yeah. I think it's. I think he's just looking at the gaps between a bunch of games as opposed to one after the other. Like that's a four days a decent gap when you think other teams are gonna play on Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm. So um no, I wasn't surprised. The only place up for up for grabs there really is Oxes. Um I don't know where else it changes a bit at the moment. Like, you know, the team don't look leggy or anything like that, so wasn't surprised. Uh heard the various rumors, boy where where they from any kind of credible source, I don't know. But, um, so, uh, but like they go with that team. I, I was delighted that he kept the set, settled team. He didn't try mix it up too much because we have that. I think it's a six day turnaround, isn't it? West Ham next Wednesday. Um, the dates are yeah. I'm all over. The, it might be next Tuesday actually. The 29th is in my head, and today is the 23rd, isn't it? So it could be. Yeah, 23rd today. Yeah, it could be next. And it could be next. No, next Wednesday it be. I'll be right. But. We start the game okay. We get that early goal. We're delighted with that because you get that early goal that settles us down and it probably opens up a bit more space for us. But Jordan Henderson, great ball by Trent. He does get his head in it. It hits his shoulder and goes in, but perfect start. Yeah. Um, of course, yeah, definitely. I think we all knew it was going to be a difficult game. I, I wasn't sure how difficult. So I, wasn't, I didn't expect it to be as difficult. I didn't think we'd find it so difficult to cope with um Adam and Moses, but uh, we we <laughs> we did we did uh, we we couldn't find we didn't know what to do. It was it was like um it was like a cheap player out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was like it, they were pressing the power up button or something every time they got on that. There was nothing you could do. Or they were hitting the R one button like a light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going outside. He was coming inside. He was leaving uh, Robertson for dust, and then you were just praying that his final uh, product was going to be shit. And it was for a while, and then he kind of picked out a few decent balls in the floaty ones in. They're just so dangerous. Like, once his, once his body's in the box, it could land anywhere. And I'm way more kind of accurate that they're going to fall. So I think once the energy bar um, kind of came down low with him, he was he was less potent. And once we changed the shape up and they got a bit more control, it wasn't um, it wasn't as bad. But yeah, of course, the early goal, um, normally a settler, but... It was a good. It was a good fifty-fifty game in the first half or top. Yeah, no. Listen, I do, I'm not saying Liverpool were perfect in any way, but just getting the early goal, I thought settled as well because you know you see him. Wolves, in fairness, the Wolves crowd are really good, um, and the Wolves. No, are, they're not. Are, are they are. They're loud, Andy. They're no, loud to get behind no, their side. 
you don't like them I don't like it I don't like some of the songs they have because they're just a rip off of the stuff we have but they do they're allowed to get behind their side that they're very they're ah, to their side they, they are annoyed, Andy they annoyed, they, are. they annoyed me when Ruben Neves went down and he gave the universal sign for him fucked yeah. uh, and Liverpool gave up a very decent attack mm. I thought that was very you know more than um, more sportsmanship than than you uh, should be entitled in football but he gave it that signal so it looked like he could be seriously hurt. So the uh, the players put it out and didn't go on the attack. And it was a fairly decent attack they were on, but uh, man for man, on the way in, and um, they put it out. And then when Liverpool went down a couple of times, it was a lot of bills and all that. So, no. Oh ah, yeah, no. Do you know what? You're right. Fuck them. So, but but like it does knock a crowd a little bit that early goal. That's all. I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. It's it's great for yeah. us that we're going one nil up. It it may open the game for us a bit more, but. It just quietens the crowd because yeah. the way this game, the way this game is being built all week, Andy, is this is the one where Liverpool are gonna gonna slip up. Do you know the kind of way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I felt a bit like that myself. You know, playing away to Leicester would have felt like that as well because it's not just your general. You know, the top the, the top teams aren't really performing, so you're not as you're not as worried going away to the top teams as much as you are teams that are kind of in form and doing damage. So yeah, I mean it's it's a great relief to get through that and to be still winning games. Yeah, it's absolutely it's brilliant and and it is one of those games that we picked out, you know, coming through the, the Christmas period that when you know when we have United Spurs Wolves, it was it was the, it was probably the game that that concerned us most. This oh, week. definitely, yeah, you know, because yeah. because the way they play, the system they play, they try play football. And they've some really, really, really good players. You know what I mean? Uh, Razor says, um, just shout Gavlar again. I'm sure he's going to shout Andy now in a minute as well because um, he's just so happy. He's probably in the pub now and Ray. Uh, somebody there said um, nine, more, or nine more wins. If you said nine, um, you're wrong. It's eight. Um, it's eight more wins to win the league. I, I keep telling you this and you won't believe me. Um, Chris Brack says Wolves made us walk more than Man United and Spurs did. Um, Amo says we will win the title start in March at home to Palace. Keep the dirty free, lads. Listen, Andy, you know, the first half goes on. I think we should be our sight, I'm being honest with you. I think they put in a couple of good blocks. I looked at half time. Like I said to you, we can watch games at times. And like when I go back and watch this later on, I'll probably think a little bit what was all the fuss about. But I did feel in the first half we are just the half a yard off, putting them to bed. And then Sadio Mane gets injured. Have you heard anything on this? Because I think you watched the interview with Klopp after the game. I didn't. I was getting ready for this. But on, Ma- on Mane? Mane, yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, the commentators only alluded to it where it was just um, precautionary. He fell tight. Mm. So, um, no, Klopp didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Klopp was deadly in his post-match. He's like, uh, every, I just love listening to him. It's like a TED Talk. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, you know, what was his? What was his? Uh, I didn't see it. So, what was his demeanor like? Because I noticed something on that. Them, you know, that inside Anfield that they, they show after every game at Anfield. Yeah, and it's a fifteen-minute video. I loved the. I loved them. I love watching the body language of people after games. And and Klopp has been interviewed by LFC TV, and he's he's nearly leaning against the wall, like, and his shoulders drop as if to say, as if he felt that win against United was the one. Um, what was his? What was his demeanor like after this one? No, he was very he was very good. Like he, he was uh, paying a lot of um respect to uh Wolves and our manager and how they play football and how they go about football and how difficult uh Chirari made it for them. Uh just talked about 
how we had four or five good chances. I don't know where they were for, probably found in the first half, mainly. Where it could have been a totally different game. It could have been our side. But um, no, it was really good. Just he, he was just talking about how, you know, it, it was going to be a difficult game. And you set up the way you set up. They set up the way they set up. You both kind of know how each other are going to set up because they're both very attacking football teams. But it's as the game develops and different things change within the games and different players get an edge over other players and how they start forming in spaces and start forming in holes. And that's when Klopp had to kind of change it up. I think it was around the 50, fifth minute, probably just after we conceded, Klopp changed the shape. Mm, he did, yeah. Most definitely. And then, and then that, that got us kind of... It would have been a little bit more control in the game because I felt at that stage that I could get out of hand, and then he he changed the shape late on again. So um, that was the in-game management management thing. And I kind of when he speaks, he's he's not just giving the usual um, uh, you know buzzwords. It's like proper insight mm. into how he's thinking and how he's very open, isn't he, about what he's talking yeah. about? A lot of people like look like I I don't want to go back to these, but. Solchar, when he's talking, just looks like he's just not a manager. No, and he hasn't no. watched the game and he hasn't even he hasn't even absorbed the game to the point where he can make some sort of, you know, any sort of reaction to it. It's just basic bullshit, to be perfectly honest with you. Klopp no, he's, not, he's a Solchar. He shouldn't even be considered as, as a comparison here because... No, but you know what I'm saying? Like not, when you look at something like that... He's not a manager of a football team. Solchar is just okay, so, totally out of place. Right, so say for argument's sake, um, Ancelotti. Right, Ancelotti yeah. talks very quite basic, he doesn't give much away. Yeah. Doesn't you know, whereas Klopp will tell you like, Oh, we weren't happy with that, so we changed and we tried to do that and this, you know, yeah. he's very open, isn't he? Because I don't think he I don't think he sees himself as a football genius. Like I don't think he sees himself as as the man who's cracked football and how to play football um tactically or, you know, his system or anything like that. Not like the way Pep would be. Like Pep really fancies himself as someone who knows how to set up a team and, and play around the team and, and uh, kill the other team with tactics. But it's um it's it's Klopp who who's not afraid to be open because other teams can't replicate what he's done. What he's done takes years and it takes an awful lot of work on the on the training pitch and building relationships and trust and to motivate them players. It's not something other coaches can naturally do. He has a knack, a natural leadership quality about him and then obviously things that he's learned over the years playing football at work and are effective that other p other managers aren't able to replicate he can get players to do anything for him you know and they they trust him and they do they do they do what's awesome so i just i think he's 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 able to be open because he's not afraid of people co- trying to copycat him yeah because it's not it's not that easy yeah, uh, Chris Brack says Klopp's quote on Mane was, uh, we don't know exactly, he felt his hamstring, we have to wait. Dylan reckons Fabinho is his class, comfortable and quality in everything he does. Amo makes a great point, by the time City plays Spurs away, um, which is our next league game, Liverpool can be 22 points clear, West Ham away and Southampton at home. Uh, that's, yeah. that's just outrageous, isn't it? And and if you were to go 22 points, you could see Spurs doing something against City. City's head just could go completely. And it's 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 over then. It's it's ridiculous. Kevin Sullivan says, Klopp doesn't take us for fields. We can see the changes and, and we can and can see why. That's a very fair point. He doesn't... Um, I don't think he talks to Liverpool fans like the clueless bunch that are just paying money to watch his team run around. 
Um, ah, no, he's ta- but he's talking to the, <coughs> you know, he's he's talking to the media there. It's not just it's not just speaking to Liverpool fans. Like he he, he has opportunities to speak to Liverpool fans in different ways, like whether it's interviews in mm. in a um, you know fi- official Liverpool capacity or on mm. the chat TV channel or in magazines or mm. articles or whatever. And it's kind of directly speaking to fans, like in the match day program and stuff. No, I, I just mean. He's very he's very open to people who are kind of seen as the enemy. Mm. No, because I, I listen to yeah, I suppose, but like e- even um, I listened to Carragher's uh, podcast with Gerard, and Gerard was saying that he'd 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 call Klopp or he'd see Klopp at times and ask him about certain things he'd done, and he said he's come across people in the game that would kind of skirt around an issue and kind of give you a little bit of information where Klopp would sit down and tell Gerard from start to finish what he's doing and I think it's it's a confidence he has in himself to say oh yeah I'll tell you what I'm doing but then I'll change it and then I'll tweak it and then I'll do something completely different you know he, he's not afraid of saying oh we changed shape there and we've done this because of this worried that West Ham might hear that and do something to to nullify it next week because if they do he has another way around it you know yeah. he, there's so many layers to him and like you yeah. said it's something that's built over years not only at Liverpool I suppose at Dortmund and Mainz before yeah. that and as well as that like he has the right people around him that are giving him insights, like the Pep Linders, you know, coming in and uh, is it Peter Kravitz or whatever that other guy, I can never remember his name, but the yeah. likes of him going in, just throwing little things in and mixing it all up and going, yeah, that looks yeah. good. Um, but look, he, it's, he, look, he'd never be able to give away uh, much in an interview anyway, but it, like it's, it's uh, such attention to detail. Mm. Klopp recognises his weaknesses as a, as a person like we all have mm. and gets people in that are yeah. better equipped to handle different things. Yeah. And he, and he has a lot of trust. Yeah. I know that's which then encourages trust in him. Um, so he takes advice of, of all the people around the uh, ground, any parts, you know, whether it's the, uh, the coaches, uh, the academy to um, the people with the laptops in the offices, measuring everything. He takes everything on board and there's attention to detail. We had a throwing coach at one stage. That's, that's the kind of um, the level we're talking about, and it's such a team effort, and everybody that's there like has such a sense of belonging. Like you know, even players that aren't getting minutes, they're there and they're ready if needed. Yeah, it's it's a complete togetherness. It really is from yeah. from everyone in the squad, everyone on the staff. It is a complete togetherness. We hope that Mane is all right. We hope it's a little a little thing where you just let it settle for a couple of days and it's fine. Uh, with a bit of luck, he's not going to be involved on Sunday. Like I don't think most of no. these will. Um, a couple of people have mentioned Salah. Um, I think it's Jay Courtney has mentioned him. Uh, Barry has mentioned him. Just about him being a bit selfish. Um, Centurion says he's listened to the Tuesday Club uh, and he was he was he was understood where Phil was coming with regards to Salah, but he felt his decision making. Um, is deteriorating. We'll get to Salah a little bit more, little, in a little while when we get around to um, picking out players, I suppose, during the game. But it's half time. It's 1 0. Uh, I was quite happy with that. Uh, Wolves did step up in the second half, though. And in fairness to them, they got a goal through Raul Jimenez. And Raul Jimenez, to me, just looks someone that would absolutely be made to play in the Liverpool side. I'm going to put it out there. Um, and it's a really good goal, Andy. You just have to hold your hands up and go, that's a good goal. Yeah, absolutely. Um he finds himself in Acre's face between two defenders, and it's probably an easy one to get on target. But he really tucks it away, and yeah, him and as he's he's quality. Okay, what are you eating, Andy? 
Ah, an orange. I'm, I'm, I'm having withdrawals. You know what I'm doing. Is it an orange just out of the shop, or is it an orange out of one of these fancy shops you go to? A Vogue. <laughs> it is a Vogue orange, is it? Yeah, it's real juicy. Ah, right. <laughs> is that more juice in it? Is that like, is there a juice like spectrum that, that that's on oranges, and this will be in the, the top echelons of this? You kind of know, know by the skin. Do you ever get that? No. It's just an orange. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, right, tell me, go on. Oh, smooth, smooth skin oranges. Right. And are they easy to peel? Because I fuck, can't stand an orange that fucking just won't peel. No, I normally just kind of go around the edges with a knife, like in four quadrants, and then just peel it off in quarters. Oh, you cut up the orange? No, I don't cut it. I just cut the skin. Oh. Yeah, right. and then peel, peel it off. Like, is there know. a special tool for that, or is it just a straightforward? No, it's just, it's just a knife, just with experience. All right. Yeah. No, you find a bit of experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Right. Yeah. You're making this sound like you went on a course. <laughs> uh, but fair enough. Um, and is it a serrated knife? Obviously, it must be to cut through that skin, even though it's soft. No, I'm very sharp knife here. I got in the key. Right, okay, cool. That's not serrated. It's the little one, you know, he'd peel the spuds around that. Ah, right, oh. the, the little one and a half inch jobby. Maybe a bit longer than one and a half inch. Would it? Okay. Well, look, at least we know now that you're eating oranges, how you've eaten them, built. how you've prepared them and stuff like that. So, for three and a half inches. Okay, no worries. Uh, Key Plunker says Jimenez's quality would be a great squad option, but probably needs to be playing regularly to perform. Uh, thoughts on Triara lads' potential Klopp signing? He looked no. like he was trying to no, impress. Did, no. did the cop table asked that. I heard something during the week that, that Liverpool had inquired about him and Wolves were talking 40 million plus security. Uh, is he, Andy, is he not the sort of player that you go absolutely still raw, in my opinion, in, in sense of his football intelligence? But with that so, he's about 24, I would have thought. <laughs> I would have said about that. Um, yeah, but if he, if, he was, if he was 18 or 19 and, and you, you said he was raw, and I'd say maybe he can develop. Mm. For me, absolutely not. He's not near technical enough. So but is he someone that is there, is there some is is he somebody that Klopp could develop into, say, an out and out pace merchant striker? You know, no, don't, don't put no, him on the wing. Don't no, ask him to be creative. Absolutely just, not. Just one of those no. where you go, I'm going to stick him on. I'm just going to out and out pace him behind. No, I was even I was even surprised when um, we heard he was actually went through the Barca academy. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Like he then just, he ended up. I think he was at was he at Middlesbrough and Villa or something like that. Yeah, before yeah. he went to, and th- th- I know Wolves paid a lot of money for them when he was when he got promoted two seasons ago. Uh, well, and- I don't know, I, like I've read all about him and, and the hype lately. Mm. For me, I was actually quite shocked tonight that he ended up delivering. You know the amount of quality balls he did. Mm. Um, for me, he's very little end product, and okay. he's just he's just uh, like at one stage, right? This mm. this what fucking wrecks me head. Like at this level, because yeah. Andy Mead says much better, quicker players out there, not good, not good enough for our size. No, um, he's not. He's not. Uh, at one stage, you commentated because it was off camera, so you couldn't see it. But at one stage, he said he was on his hunkers in the sprinting position, getting ready to go. Yeah. Now, fuck off if that's the this is the Olympics, like yeah, <laughs> fuck off if that's a type of player yeah. that um, comes into the Liverpool team. Absolutely not. You don't piss around waiting on the halfway line for um, a, a ball to get loose that they can pump it forward over the top, mm. and you run onto it. That to me is where his absolute main strength is. Mm. And then he's a bit of a bully where he throws his arse and his shoulders around in the pitch, mm. and he and he kind of tends to come up, come out without the with the ball. Yeah. 
Someone's um, mentioned there that his recovery from actually doing all these sprints is quite bad. He look, could he just be blown out his arse? Like, yeah, every time he does that's this. what I'm saying. To me, it's it's to me, it's when you know you press the superpower button and hmm. you use extra energy. Like yeah. he's blown out his arse, and a big a big player like that, um, they tend to fucking use a lot of oxygen when they went into their muscles when they run, and then they're they're, they're panting yeah. for ages. And of Players. course, with the Amazon in the state it's in, and him looking to take that extra oxygen, it's just not a good mix. <laughs> would you be, Would you agree? Yeah. Like yeah. someone from Greenpeace are going to strap themselves around him at some stage in protest at the amount of oxygen he's taking. Yeah. Well, so well, listen, well, the I, Amazon I, I am not, I'm not on the Adama Traore train okay. whatsoever. To me, he's just, he's very, um, he's very one, one dimensional. Okay. He, he can cause you problems, like, but. He's he's gonna cause those problems, and then they're gonna play against whoever next week. Bomb, and then that cause them problems. Okay, um, Chris Brack says Traore is a bulky David Bellion. Jesus, there's a name in the past. All pace and nothing else. Centurion just says getting bap. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, point. Very that, fair I mean point. that's what that's what you that's where we need to be aiming. We don't need to be looking at uh, developing players who are so raw at, at the age of twenty four anymore. Mm. Um, let me see. Tiger Tree says our technical defense couldn't contain. Uh, Traore Salah was wasteful says uh, Alada Y I think that's his name uh, Dylan O'Rourke came out with a great one there um, Dylan's great for the old questions he says could Andy do an MTV Cribs style video in his house <laughs> no why <laughs> why would I do that tell them what you got during the week <laughs> the ring yeah tell them what you got the ring doorbell everyone has a ring doorbell yeah but tell them what else you done you install oh, the ring doorbell. Yeah. And then just to brag about having a ring doorbell, you decided to tweet ring on Twitter and say, I have it connected, lads, and it's not charging right. No. I've just I, emailed them, now. No, excuse me, right? Yeah. I, I was extremely frustrated yesterday because <laughs> yeah. um, it got the better of me. Yeah. You know, and it's only it's only wearing a bell. Yeah. Um, I was an electrician in a previous life, mm. and I wore the bell, mm. um, and couldn't figure out what the fuck the problem was mm-hmm. you know all the obvious checks went online and there was such like there was seemed to be loads of people with the same problem but no solutions mm-hmm. so i got annoyed and uh actually do you know what i did i went onto twitter to see if was anyone having the same problems and then i seen how responsive their twitter account was oh. and i says ah i'll, I'll talk and I'm, in fairness to them they were with, back with me in minutes mm. and what was the problem and we had well, when you work, you, you can use an, um, the battery and you have to take it off the bracket every, whatever, a few days or oh, week. to the mains. And you charge it inside the house. Yeah. Or else you can put it into the um, the transformer from your existing bell. Yeah, so it's just low like, voltage, so it has to be transformed. Yeah, it's supposed, to, it's supposed to work between 8 volts AC and 24 volts AC. Mm-hmm. And my traffic my had 10 volts and it wasn't uh, wasn't charging. Right. And then, yeah, and then it started charging during the night and I couldn't fucking figure out why it was charging during the night. And then today, it wasn't. Right. Is it all fixed now? Yeah, the problem, well, the problem is is uh, is 90% resolved. Okay. All right, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow if it's not sorted. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. we, we'll ask for updates on that on the next time yeah. you're on. Um, and just one last question on it. How many times have you sent your wife or child out to the front door to ring the bell while you sit in the back room on your app and to see if you can see them at the front door? Uh, well, my little fellow kept wanting to do that. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, 
But you can you can have a great crack with it. You can set it oh, off. Great crack with it. <laughs> you can set it off even without going out and pressing it. How? Because the app does everything. Oh, the app rings your own doorbell. It's a wonderful piece of uh, uh, equipment. Okay. Sound like Brendan Rogers. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a wonderful technician. Uh, Dylan O'Rourke <laughs> asks, uh, what the fuck are we talking about? Dylan, uh, we're talking about the ring doorbell. And... Um, Listen, we're not sponsored by Ring. We're actually sponsored by Paddy Power. And I forgot to tell tell you at the start, but that is a bookies a website and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly. Trev was to do so. Try to do so, Paddy Power. Trev was not happy about the Ring doorbell because Trev is convinced that every time someone rings your bell, um, the FBI are taking pictures of all your house and yeah. storing it away for when they want to. He actually thinks that the button on it collects your DNA and then sends it back to. FBI CIA headquarters. Yeah, 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 he does, he does. Uh, Anto says Andy Nomics has now changed to Andy Tronics, which is really good. I like that. Um, let me see. Does the ring app work in the pantry? Ask Chris. Yes, it would. It, it works would. all over, yeah. It, it works everywhere, I'm sure. As you said, it's a wonderful uh, piece Technician. of Technician, yeah. yeah. Um, right, back to the game. And we will get back to more random stuff as we go, but back to the game. So they, they make a one-all, Andy, and it's a good goal. Um, they play it well around Genie. They get down the right-hand side. And like you said, Trari, surprisingly for you, puts a good ball in. It's a good goal by, by him, and it's a good header. Trari's on, on his bike, right? Mm. And, like, you know what his balls are like, in? They're kind of like somebody has said to him, do you know what? You can't play the ball in with pace. You're not able to. You're not able to play, you're not able to play football. Floaty, with, floaty. With that, um, with... At that pace, you haven't got the composure to get to the position at the boy line and then fucking fizz a ball across. Mm-hmm. So he just thinks it. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of limited players do in that situation. But it, fuck it, it was very effective. And you mm-hmm. can't um, you can't hold it against him. He did that and it dropped on him and his head. And then he played two afterwards, which went over Trent's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were, again, they were very floaty. You know, they, they should be a lot easier to defend than they were. Yeah. And he did that. He kind of did that twice then afterwards, which caused us a few problems. Um. So, yeah. But, no, we done well. And in fairness to him, I think it was a cracking header. You couldn't blame, mm-hmm. you know, Van Dijk gets pulled out to the left-hand side because of the run from Triari, the way they've played it in midfield. Which yeah, was Robertson was done in the midfield. Yeah, he? That's, yeah. Robertson, I think, when Alden was a bit too I suppose he goes into he gets dragged in too easy um, mm. for me you know but but it's, it's one of those um, Pele Jones says get in lads unstoppable just had 180 in darts whilst watching the game Jesus he's had a good night yeah. He's a good night. oh I heard a question on a podcast I'm, we might get to it later people might we'll definitely answer later but they were asking what do you reckon is hardest a 180 or a, a 9 dart finish in darts a 147 in snooker or a hole in one in golf now don't answer it we'll come back to it later the people might, right. might answer it as well right I'll um, no well, well I know what you're going to say so we we get to it later but Andy the game to and froze after that you know and we do look to change our shape and we look to just just mix it up a little bit because I, I did feel Wolves were getting the hang of us getting the hold of us and I I think a bit of that was down to Manny has to go out. Minamino's thrown in at the deep end, although we done quite well. Um, let's be honest about it. But the, the game ebbs and flows, and I'm not going to go into a mad detail thing about the game. You know, it ebbs and flows, and, and I was a bit like you. I was thinking, just don't lose. And it wasn't it wasn't in league perspective. It was a case of just keep going unbeaten, just to see how far we can get. I've said it. I don't think we will go unbeaten in the season, but the longer it goes on, you never know. Mm. And we do change shape, and. 
Bobby Firmino hasn't scored a goal at Anfield this season, but I think that's 10 league goals away from home. That's a phenomenal record. It's a brilliant finish. We get a little bit of luck because Salah, after doing well off the throw-in, it's a lovely dummy off the throw-in by Firmino yeah. to start it. After doing quite well, he takes a little bit too much over. He kind of loses it and Henderson is on it like a light bang. Firmino's in, cuts in, scores. I was thinking, is he offside on the original angle? But when they show mm. it back, he's well onside. Brilliant finish. And Firmino, he's starting to tick a little bit for me. He's starting to he's starting to just up it a notch after notch after notch, particularly waiting home in tough games. Brilliant finish. Yeah. Uh, he was excellent, I thought, tonight. Um, just, he was just an extra man everywhere, as he usually is. He was he was popping up deep and in the middle of the park. And then, of course, such an important moment of the game. And then uh, before that, he probably should have scored as well. But, um, yeah, Salah there, trying to do it all on his own tonight. And his players around him, like he had Ox there at one point where he could have shifted it. Ox would have had, um, had a kind of a... You know, a clear strike on goal, and then Mina Mino there at one stage as well. But uh, kind of lucky that the ball falls the way it does from Salah's solo effort, and um, then Hennis just has the um, the quick toss to slide it inside uh, uh, to Bobby, and he's still allowed to do. He has to kind of push it away from two players, mm. and then a uh, smash and finish, like smash and finish. I'd say that was one of those where when you've just missed an easier chance. You say you say to yourself, "Fuck this! If I get another chance, I'm scoring." Just welly, you know. I'm just gonna welly it in the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he looked at the. He just looked up at the biggest hole in the goal and said, "That's and where then, I'm." And just burst it towards that hole. Yeah. Yeah. I reminded me of the Southampton goal made on the season. You know when he cuts in and he cuts across twice and then he puts it back in at, at the near post. It was similar yeah. to that, you know where he's coming across defenders and and puts her in the corner. It reminded me a little bit of that, but it was a really really good goal and. And you know what? I'm gonna say I think we just about deserved it. Um, on the on the balance of play, I think we just just about deserved deserved it. Uh, but a lot a few people here I mentioned them um, like Glenar says watching Allison is extremely satisfying. Andy, uh, there was a conversation I'd say going back about six weeks ago with regards to uh, it was around the time you know yeah it was around Christmas you know the the team of the decade and you're this and that and we were all talking and people were asking about Pepe Reina and stuff like that. And I was asked, would you have Pepe Reina in his pump or Alisson, what you're seeing now? And I kind of went towards Reina thinking from mm. his time from 2005 to 2010. It's a longer sample size and stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest, Andy, in the last six to eight weeks, Alisson Becker, for me, has stood out. And when I watch him and how he plays, he is the best goalkeeper I've seen play for Liverpool. I'm going to put it out there because he makes everything look so fucking easy. His positioning, his handling, his decision-making, everything about him. Like Shawnee said was in the WhatsApp group earlier, I don't think we're making enough of how good this fella is. Do you think that's true? Or do you think... Uh, Yeah, like because he's a goalkeeper, he probably doesn't get the plaudits he deserves. Like he's Mm. version of Van Dijk in goal. You know, he's... He's a bit. He's playing. He's playing um, top level football at an elite level. If that makes any sense, he's he's above and beyond his fellow professionals. Like saved thirty three of his last thirty two shots. Yeah, but well, he can save thirty three of his last thirty two. You can't do that. <laughs> You're just saving balls that weren't even being shot at you. That's how that's how good he is. I don't think you I don't think you even you appreciate how good he is. Mm. He's able to do that. Virgil van Dijk's able to do that. 
he's able to do them numbers. Mm. So um, they're playing they're playing um, a level above their fellow professionals who are at a, a top level. You know, it's world class. You know, if anyone wants to know a proper definition of a world class footballer, you just have to look at how Virgil Van Dijk is playing the game at the moment mm. and how. Allison is playing the game at the moment. Streets and streets ahead of his fellow professionals. And um, yeah, for me, it's an easy choice between him and Reina. I mean, look, I loved Reina, but he was still just amongst five or six goalkeepers in the world at the time. Mm. But right now... I don't think you'll swap Allison for anyone. There's nobody to touch him. Like Everybody else just looks... Way more vulnerable. When you, like when, you, when, you when you look at when you look at the hair at United, he, I, he looks like he's on the wane. Now I don't know whether that's down to Harry Maguire and all his mates being absolute arseholes in front of him. And you look at yeah. Kepa, you look at Kepa, <coughs> Kepa at Chelsea, who mm. two weeks after we signed Allison, I think they signed him and and top there sixty five went with seventy two. You know, and you look at Neuer. I don't. I I, I think I don't know. He's past his best, but I think there's being doubts around him. And there's probably a couple mm. more to throw in there, but. It's just when you see Allison. Do you ever see when a shot goes towards goal and you think, I hope he catches that or I hope that doesn't fumble? And everything just sticks to him. Yeah, and, no, that's, and that's ones crazy. That are, ones that are in the corner and you think, I hope he gets a hand to that or a finger to it. He's catching the fucking things. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like he's living two seconds ahead of all of us. Yeah, you know? I think that's. I think that's when players are playing at their at their at that elite level. When we had Suarez, he was like. Um, it was like a fly. Generally, you can never catch a fly unless mm. you move your hand really slowly. Everything yeah. must happen in slow motion yeah. for for a fly. And I think that's what happens when players are playing at that level. That when the ball's coming at them, it looks on telly like it's this is this is, this is going to be difficult for a goalkeeper. If it bounces in front of him, it fizzes. But he already has his feet in the right position. Yeah, and he's on his toes and he's ready to move whatever way the ball moves in the air. And then he doesn't just. Obviously, sometimes he parries it away, but he but he makes sure it's away from the danger, mm. and then uh, and then he can he can grab the ball outside of his kind of you know, um, outside of his body and bring it back to his body, mm. and it's a uh, it's just it's just confidence as well. He's found himself in a team with such a good atmosphere, like such a good environment for a player to come into, and he's just he's just fed off that now and, um. Yeah, he stand out like we've we've quite a few players in the squad like that. We've never had so many top quality players, uh, but he he would definitely be considered part of our our spine that kind of you wouldn't our, you our elite like the Lewis. Yeah, you don't like the Lewis. Look, I know Adrian came in. He done a brilliant job and all that, but he's not someone you'd want to have Lewis for a whole season. Mm. We'd certainly miss him. Him and Van Dyke. I think are, are, are like that, you know. Mm. Avo says his beard even made a save tonight. Uh, Dylan calls him Pritt Stick Hands. Uh, mm. Given the slump in De Gea, Allison is number one, says Maverick. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Tiger Tracy says, lads, the Bobby Christening video. What did you make of that, Andy? I loved that. Yeah? Yeah. All over that? Yeah, absolutely that. That was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. No, I didn't think it was a bit weird. I think it's weird, you think it's weird. <laughs> it's like... It'd be like me and me and you going. Do you want to go down the local swimming pool? And you go, why? And I go, because I want you to christen me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but but we're not lovers of Jesus. How do you know? We could be. Well, I know you well enough to know you're not one of those. Oh, um, one of watch those. That, <laughs> watching that, um, watching that video made me wonder what 
what actual religion are they part of? What is it that's bringing them such joy and happiness? I want a bit of that. Yeah. Because like, do you reckon it'd improve your Christmas if you are if you are that into God now? I think it might ruin your Christmas. Do you think so? You spent too yeah, much time in mass. I think once once I stopped going to mass and stuff, it took the pressure off Christmas, and I could just enjoy myself. Yeah. Like when I was thinking about it, how when Christmas was a Jesus thing growing up. And the pressure at home, like in school. Tiger, Tiger Tracy says you could do it in the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. Sorry, I, I actually seen it happen in the, in uh, the daughter. Now did you mention it? The daughter, for anyone that doesn't know, is a river that runs through Dublin, part of Dublin. Absolutely no, miss. Uh, do you know where the daughter runs up past um, the Raffarnham Shopping Centre where yeah, and Penny's is yeah, yeah. There was genuinely a fella down there with his kid, christening Christen it. Yeah. yeah. Are you sure he wasn't trying to kill him? We thought that, but that's all he was doing. Right, okay. Um uh, but anyway. Yeah, go on. So I think once once the once that was kinda of lifted at Christmas, it kinda of made Christmas a little bit better because uh yeah, you weren't you know, it wasn't as serious anymore. Like, you know, you weren't thinking, look, this is the fucking big man's birthday and uh, you know, we need to be all good here, we need to be all going to mass and we need to be all doing all that. Um, so yeah, I think it could actually take away from Christmas. But at, they make the God love. They like the, they make the God loving stuff look really fun, though. Yeah, I know what they do. I, I, I remember tweeting um, Bobby um, Watson. Watson because he loves Jesus too. <laughs> yeah, and I asked him. You um, tweeted Bobby Watson the golfer. Yeah, what did you I ask said, him? I asked him, would uh, you know, does does loving Jesus make you a better golfer? Because at this stage, I, I was probably playing off about twenty one, yeah. and, and I you tried had about eleven cans on you, <laughs> and I tried everything else, and I was thinking, fuck it, like why not? Yeah. It seems to work for him. He was playing, he was playing balls out of um, you know, in the Masters, he played a ball out of the trees, and it did a shape mm. that only Jesus could have gotten to do. Do you know what I mean? So I tweeted him anyway. And so uh, hold on, he, just before you go on. Yeah. You reckon that Bubba Watson playing at the Masters, did he win this Masters? Yeah. That was the right. Masters should, where he should, played the ball. Yeah, should should the Masters be taken off and because he had outside interference from Jesus? <laughs> you know, I mean, like Juventus had one match fixing. Juventus were match fixing had them titles taken off them. Surely Bubba yeah. Watson should have to give back his green jacket. I think it's all about proving it. Well, you said you just you just made a statement that only Jesus could have made this ball shape like this. Yeah, but how do so, you actually go about proving it? Right, so you're lying to us. Why? Because you're saying it was Jesus. I'm saying only it could have, like in my in my opinion, it's it was a shape that I've that I've never seen any other player do. Okay, all right. And do you know, it was it was kind of like yeah, it was like um, Suarez's volley against Arsenal. Mm. It was like there was a higher force right. involved there. Okay. Yeah. And I think like I think if that ball had have flown into the net, we mm. probably the the world might have ended. Because I think everything would have just went into the goal after that ball. Yeah. You know, like it sucked in, like a yeah. vacuum. Okay. So that's the kind of forces that were at play there. So um I tweeted fucking Boba anyway and I just asked him does following Jesus or does loving Jesus make you a better player? And he mm. said, no, but it'll make you a better person. Oh. 
And I thought about it for a while. And then you said, fuck uh, off, Bubba. Just, just me off <laughs> just, But anyway, what, what they were doing there, they, I mean, the joy and happiness that that brought to um, Alison. Mm. I mean, I wanted to hear that. Okay. Well, we'll try to get you in the next one. Yeah. If we sign another, if we get Coutinho back and he wants to be baptized again because he's born again because he's back at Liverpool, sure, I'm sure if the, if we can get a swimming pool, Allison, Firmino, down the crumbling bats, yeah, and just <laughs> launch Coutinho in there while you're on the side crying. Um, yeah. There's loads of things here. Dylan says if you dip your if you dip your head in the Grand Canal dock, you come out with an extra eye. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Um, Robbo was very le- leggy tonight. Felt Maverick. He did look a bit, in fairness to you. Uh, Chris Brax says, Bubba Watson was getting inside info. He'd have to admit help from Jesus, otherwise he's denying he believes in the big man. Great point. Yeah. Great point. If we accuse him of him being Jesus, helping him win the Masters, and he says, no, no, so don't be yeah. so stupid. He's denying Jesus. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, deadly. Um, Go for it. Right. Uh, we won the game, Andy. Um, you said that... Uh, Oh, somebody at Joe O'Reilly says, uh, Gavin Andy, two legends. He doesn't usually get to um, comment live. He obviously he must be working at this time. But listen, Joe, Joe O'Reilly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not that Joe O'Reilly. Stop oh, it. Right. Okay. Stop it. Um, <laughs> stop it. Um, but if you, if you want to comment, Joe, by all means, comment. Uh, and I won't be so bad to you like Andy has just been. Um, but. We, we win the game, Andy. It's 16 points clear now. It's a game in hand, which is against West Ham. And, and everything being equal, we're going to bash them twice in the next three weeks. Mm. It's a huge... I know you're saying it's over ages, and, and that's fine. Um, I'm convinced the league is over. You know, I can't see us not winning enough points to win it. I said on the show we done yet the other day in London that I'd be very surprised if you don't hop, top 100 points. But I oh, felt, you were in I, London at a show, were you? I was in London doing that, yeah. Yeah, you never mentioned no, it. No, I didn't. I, have not, I don't like to go on about um, where, I, yeah. where I've been and stuff like that. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Simply because yeah. I don't have a door bell like yours, so people would know I'm out and yeah. they wouldn't be able to see me gaff when people ring, you know, the kind of way like yeah. the postman. Um, but it's I find myself, Andy, and I don't know if you're doing this, but and I'm not really an obsessive person over things, but I keep finding myself checking our fixtures, right? Constantly checking our fixtures, constantly checking how many points we have, and I know how many points we have. Um, checking when the games are, when this, uh, when this team plays. You know, when we play this team, is it before another side? And when is Atletico Madrid in there? And what form is this team in? And Am I just being stupid or is it just me trying to keep my mind occupied because it's the only thing that can keep it occupied because the league is more or less over? Am I going a bit mad, Andy, is what I'm trying yeah, to ask Yeah, I don't know. It's probably the first time in a long time I haven't been obsessed over fixtures. I'm just kind of, I'm just like taking every game you know you're not you're not concerned anymore like you feel like they're just going to win every game it's kind of you're taking it for granted a little bit that they're going to win every game mm. and then of course like oh yeah fuck we're playing Wolves this week that could be that could be tricky mm. but here we are um, so no like yeah each to their own to me well I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing like, I was always the type that 
you know, when we were shit, I'd be looking at fixtures and I'd be seeing where the points going to come from. Like where, because I used to always look at this two points per uh, game, two points per game average. Two and a half points you, to win your league, two to get a champ top. Two to get you a Champions League place, mm, right? Yeah. And I used to be always saying, right, like, right, we've kind of averaged on, you know, a 1.5 at the last few games. Where are we going to make up that difference now? And you'd be looking at fixtures. I'd be looking at 10 fixtures. What's the max points there? What's the minimum? What What do you realistically think we're going to get? Mm. But what's the fucking point now? Because next five games, 15, you know, 15 points. That's mm. that's kind of the way it, it is. Mm. It's it's mad. Like like Retro says, uh, beat West Ham 70 points. That's incredible. You know, I was looking at our next. I was looking at our next. I was looking at looking at our next seven games, including Wolves, which are all very, very, very winnable. And I thought twenty one plus sixty four, yeah, which we were on before tonight, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was saying that's eighty five points, and I think we'd have nine games left. You know, it's unbelievable. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, what are we pouring, Gav? Uh, it's just cans, of course, like me. Uh, came across them in the boot of the car, believe it or not. Uh, Goldmouth says, which is Keith. Keith, how are you, my man? Um. Keith says this game tonight um, made him realise why Milner is so often brought on in the 60th minute. Great point. Yeah, great point. He's a, he's a he's a he's an option there that just I always find for so whether you're winning or losing after 65 70, I always yeah. find that. Um, Andy Man of the match. Uh, Gomez or Henderson? You have to pick one, Andy. <sighs> Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. Henderson? Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah. I'd agree with you. I thought he was brilliant. He gets a goal, he gets an assist, but overall I thought he was brilliant in midfield. Um, On top of that, I thought Genie was okay. I thought Ox was poor. Um, when you have an okay and a poor playing beside you, you have to be nearly playing on your skin. And I thought yeah. Henderson was was, yeah. was was that was that good tonight. So yeah. I'd absolutely agree with you. Andy, back to the question earlier. Um, one four seven, hole in one. Nine dark finish. Uh, yeah. In in order in order of easiest to hardest. Mm. It's hole in one. Easiest. Easiest, yeah. Mm. Um nine dart finish. Mm-hmm. And then uh one four seven. Mm-hmm. Because pretty much anyone can get in hole in one. Mm. A fluky hole in one. Yeah. Um have you ever had a hole in one in golf? No, only oh. in pitch and pull. Okay. And uh but you know what I've had in, in golf? I've had loads of balls in the hole from 130 yards out, yeah. 150 yards out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, from the middle of a fairway or even from fucking trouble. Mm-hmm. So you can get a ball towards the hole and it'll fall in. Or, or actually, a lot of ladies in golf get hole in ones. And in, it's because the ball travels over so much of the green surface area. Mm-hmm. They tend to send balls in a bit lower or something and cover loads of the green surface area and then it just fucking hits the flag and drops in the hole mm-hmm. so you can really get a fluky hole in one um, a 9 dart finish is obviously really really difficult but I think anyone that's ever thrown a dart can potentially get a, a 180 mm-hmm. so okay doing it a few times is going to be is going to be a bit harder but there's there's only a handful of people in the world who are capable of ever getting a 147 mm-hmm. you know there's pl- plenty of professional golfers who fucking are professional snooker players who can't get near it so there you go mm. 
Rasby says Hall and One is the hardest for him. It's very rare compared to the other two. I don't know about that. I think no, it's I, not. I definitely no, it's not. I definitely think there's been less one four sevens than there has been nine darters and less nine darters than Come there here. has been Hall and You think about it. You play golf. How often you get a notification from how do we do that it's being a hole in one yeah. in your club? Yeah. You know, and yeah, these are just, yesterday. these are granddads or uh, L women and they're getting hole in ones. Yeah. There's nobody sending fucking uh, 15 blacks into the back of the fucking pocket, is there? No. And just going around in a, like, in I a think, random snooker hall. I think, I think this question comes up and 147 is included because Ronnie O'Sullivan has done it so many times and he done one in about five minutes going back about 15 years. Probably, tw- mm. is it 20 years now he's done ago? But he, he made it look just scandalously easy. Like, yeah. but when he, when he, when you ask him about these sort of things, he says, I know I have the skill. It's actually concentration because if you take your concentration off, you'll still pot the ball. But, Mm. Putting the ball is obviously essential in it, but it's positioning when you're playing snooker, known angles, known spin, known things. There's so many different variants in it. Whereas, yeah. as you said, if you can throw a fucking dart at a small little red spot, you know, six times, eight times, or whatever it is, and well, it's usually two and eighties, and then it's treble twenty, treble nineteen, double twelve, isn't it? Um, yeah. It goes along them lines somewhere. But but it's like it's yeah, hole one isn't the isn't the one four seven or the nine there finish. Like I mean, in golf, it, it, you know, that's probably like a 58 or 56 or something ridiculous like that yeah yeah mm. no it's it's um it's it's just one of those so um so i, I think we're agreed 147 the hardest nine dart or after that hole in one last yeah someone said beating liverpool is harder than them all yeah is it right so there you go um mm. i just wanted to ask you uh gary neville seemed to be very upset at anfield at the weekend um, there's a lot of videos coming up around Gary Neville and Rio Ferdinand, mostly Gary Neville saying that he guarantees Salah will leave and United will win a title before Liverpool do. And um, Rio Ferdinand is just, I don't know, he, he just keeps digging a hole. He was on BT last night after United defeat and I don't know what he was talking about. Uh, just, yeah, are, was, are you still... Has, has it, was on um, Sky. Yeah, has it, has it, has it worn off the... the the giddiness watching what's going on there and what did them two and more making idiots of themselves week on week. Has the giddiness over that worn off and you just kind of go whatever? No, or do you do still you know get great enjoyment of it? I'm a bit disappointed that they're, they're not in um, much more denial. You know, they're in a lot of denial, Andy. Just, no, it's, just it, the way it, it's just the way they're shaping it. No, well, Neville, Neville said that ages ago about Liverpool not winning the title. Mm. And I remember, like, it was just at the start bit, of the season, Andy. Yeah, it was just a good, good bit of fucking flexing and all that, right? And he was Sorry, just, Dixon87 says, Insta said Liverpool aren't a great side. What, when did he say that? Um, Dixon will have to tell me. He just said, Ince said Liverpool aren't a great side. Embarrassing, really. He'd have to. Ince, Ince was on tonight. Well, that's what he's saying. So I'll have to get Dixon to follow up with that. But go on. I'd love to know what the context is there. That has to be. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but when you know, you know, I seen you know it finished uh, two 0 and I fucking legged it in for the you know the final whistle. Yeah. Uh, they were losing two 0 and um, watched the uh, Old Trafford spill out, and then I was thinking, oh fuck. I wish this was on Sky because you go back to the ch- uh, the studio and there'd be way more rage. Yeah. That real fair man kind of just sitting there and being a barm cunt, basically. Yeah, and Peter Crouch was laughing uh, at him. Yeah, yeah, he was just like, 
if you're saying you know that shit, be you know because that's all I could take from it. But you want to be you want to be going back to the Sky Studio where Neville's sitting there and he's absolutely raging, mm. you know, because he he's so torn, he can't slag Solskjaer, he can't, you know, he can't say too much about different elements of the club, but he'll say this and he'll say that. Because mm. he wants a job at that club. Yeah, he'll find that to distract mm. away from him, actually, you know, just a point blank admitting that fucking muck. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, love, I love watching Neville. I love watching Neville and Payne um, looking at the camera on the commentators when him, Tyler and Carrow were up in the gantry at, in the, the game at Anfield on Sunday. Um, I looked, you know, I looked at that and I got a lot of satisfaction out of that because he's still so emotionally attached to that team, even though they're so horrific. And uh, Carrow got the opposite, you know, the opposite with us. He's, um, he's buzzing. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's very satisfying to see them. Chris Brack says that um, in said, you have to win and dominate for four years or more to be considered a great side. Um, it's not just a, that's just a stupid play on, on the word on the definition of the word great. Mm. Yeah. Um, so what Ince has done there basically is reinvented an, a brand new definition of the word great there mm. and applied it to to Liverpool's. Yeah. Uh, current status in football in the football world at the moment. He should probably but, stick to ruining his son's football career rather yeah. than um, commenting on Liverpool, yeah. shouldn't he? That's just a, go- a gobshite comment. Because like, he's, he's a gobshite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Liverpool, of course, they're a great side. They're, they're dominating the probably the top league in the world at the moment and they're dominating in Europe. So they're, they're currently a great side. In four years' time, if you look back and they've won four leagues and they've um, they uh, they won four European Cups. You know, you're going to need to make up new awards. Mm. Yeah, you're <laughs> going to have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are. You really are. Um, Dylan asked, "Did you see Cara and Keane go at it last week?" I did, and I thought Keane made a show of himself. Um, for a man that likes to speak bluntly and honestly, I don't think he was doing so. Um, because, and I'll tell you what it is. I don't think he is overly enamoured by. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. But if they start admitting this, that he's not the man and he's this and the other, they see themselves falling into the dilemma and the situation that Liverpool were in from the early 90s and they are in complete denial over this. So, you know, you know the way they say the fourth stage of recovery is admitting something and stuff like that. They are afraid to do that because it opens them up to the fact that we are actually in the absolute shit here. And he kind of contradicts himself by going on about United from top to bottom, and then saying Ole Gunnar Solskjaer needs time. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not a football manager. That is is it. He was brought in on a romantic notion. He done quite well, similar to what happened with Daglish at Liverpool in 2010-11. He was given a contract which he should have never been given, and now it's all coming home to roost. And the likes of Roy Keane sitting in Sky in front of millions of people with the reputation he has for being an honest and down the line and you know, you've seen him on off the ball stuff where he's slaughtered people. To sit there and try to tell you after eighteen or sixteen months or whatever it is, the Ole Gunnar Soldier is the man from Manchester United and he needs more time is absolutely sham it's shambolic, yeah. to be perfectly honest with you. I have a really good question here for you. Um Chris Brack says, if you could do away with one fast food chain because the food is appalling, which one would it be? Oh um it is uh 
Is that question come from Ireland? Ireland or no? He's in England. He's in England, so if they won't know what Abercrombie is. No, they won't know what Abercrombie is. But Abercrombie is a fast food chain that does it does kebab, Kebabs. it does chicken baguettes, and it does burgers and stuff like that. You don't, you're not a fan. Do you know what I'm going to? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to like give a generic answer. Mm. Chinese restaurants. Chinese food. Yeah. Fuck off, Andy. I think it's absolutely disgusting. Will you stop, Andy? Well, Andy, Chinese food is disgusting. Yeah. Why? Because it's just well, I don't. I, well, I do know what it's like in England. I've had a Chinese in England loads of times, and it's the same. It's shite. They yeah. buy shit fucking chicken, and they fill it up with water, and they buy rotten veg, and everything is just as cheap as <laughs> possible. And then they dress it up in a curry that's full of MSG and salt and oh, shit. Oh no, you can request kissing. no MSG in your in your Chinese takeaway now. Yeah, but you, yeah, but there's there's all sorts in it. Mm. Uh, fucking you name it, and it's put on a plate and it's all you know if you want it right this is this is what Dylan's having a breakdown he said that's out of order Chris Brack says it's outrageous Andy he should be banned from the podcast Um, oh um, I remember I remember being in a fairly decent Chinese restaurant mm -hmm. and uh, like so not not one of the best ones in, in all around like but certainly like a decent one like when you'd walk in and go oh yeah okay yeah this is good. Mm. And somebody ordered like chicken with black bean and they came out with beef and black bean for them. And he went, oh, sorry. And do you know like when Homer's dad came into the strippers and he seen Homer yeah. and he, he was like a revolving door. That was like your man went back into the kitchen and came out the other side with basically his proper like a, a maybe somebody a else ordered chicken and he ordered beef and no, they just got them mixed up no it didn't he, they just went in and scooped it out with a big huge pot that oh. was sitting there and uh, so that's the way it all is it's cheap piled high fucking fast food sitting there all day um, most Chinese is like Chinese takeaways you have to you can see they, they serve the field out a hatch, and if you ever look in, you can just see it's big, huge pots full of curry well, sauce. I will, I will say well, that Chinese is that you don't see into the kitchen. I'm not a big fan of. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Chris how Brack many says, Chinese have ever been and you can see right into the kitchen? Oh, um, quite a few. Ah, uh, quite a few. They're awful. Most of them, most of the Chinese takeaways that you find yourself in after a few points or whatever, mm. they don't even leave the door open for a, for a full second. Mm. You just see the door opens and a fucking hand comes out with a bag and the door <laughs> shut in seconds. Chris Brack says, Chris Brack says you need to stop going to cheap Chinese. Uh, Keith said, Keith Plunkett says, Andy has a gold card for a Volca. Chinese is not his bag. Do you find yourself down in a Volca and, you know, you, you must have mates down there, do you? Like, you know, people that you see and you kind of become friends with them from being regular down there. Yeah. Yeah. And we we'll just have little chats around like how disgusting Chinese takeaways are. <laughs> We just have that, like, you know, would you be yeah. standing there with an organic avocado going, and would you look at the beauty of that, and you think get people out there eating from Chinese restaurants, it's appalling. Yeah, it is appalling. Yeah. Um, no, I'd, I'd be sitting there talking up sushi. Do you like Indian food? Yeah. Oh, that's okay, because Chris said if that's a no, the podcast is finished. Dylan O'Rourke no, just likes it. a steak and kidney pie. 
Indians, the, the thing about Indians is like you can find absolutely shit ones a bit like mm. the Chinese is like it's just but you, you can find some fucking real real quality okay. um, Indians like you know I'd say the percentage of nice Indians is about 50-50 mm. and um, the Chinese is either talking like 99.9% I don't yeah. think I don't think you are, but I think you're making that up. Yeah, so I think now, I, I somebody think says agreed, Andy. Oh yeah, so this is a an actual um real life witness. A real life witness. Yeah, agreed, Andy. I worked in a Chinese, right? So he has experience. Yeah. And a chicken came in backpacks mm. left in a pot of water. Yeah. So you reckon yeah. you reckon um they're all doing that? Yeah, and I also spoke to somebody in the um the Field Safety Authority, who <laughs> went into yeah. went into a Chinese, and they had the chicken fillets in a sink full of water and a, and a block on top of them. Right. right. What's that What's supposed that? to do? Just like absorb loads of water. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. Well. I don't know, I like Chinese food. Uh, Dylan O'Rourke would recommend Golden Palace on top of the Viscount, which is the pub in Dublin, or or Santry Buffet, very tasty and reasonably priced. Just a matter of interest, Dylan, you're down that way. There's one called... Buffet, to fucking get... So that's like a tenner all you can eat or something. No, it might not be. (laughs) It might not be. It could be a place that does... Oh, do you know, I know what I'm going to ask you now in a second. There's one down there, uh, Dylan, near that area called... I think it's called the Aberdeen. Which is a Chinese, and I think it's meant to be lovely. But let me know. Um, let me. Uh, di- oh, the block on top of the chicken is to stop to escaping, says uh, Keith. So it stops the chicken fillet escaping from. Uh, <laughs> so that's it, Andy. So they, no, they put in. Uh, they basically put in um, uh, fucking budgies and grow them into uh, a real chicken breast. That's what's going on there. Okay, uh, Italian. Do you like Italian? Well, I like Italian when I go to Italy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. None of this. Um, none of this Luigi's restaurant down the road. Like you're not into that. Like what? Like what we what we know of Italian food in in Ireland is like pizza and pasta. Okay. Do you know okay. where is actually a nice uh, a nice Jap uh, Japanese? I'm looking up ja- uh, Japanese now. Um, where is a nice uh, Italian? The Jamie Oliver's one. For somewhere who's the one in Liverpool is, closed down, did it? Yeah, the one there's one in um Dundrum and it's actually nice. Mm. I wouldn't eat there, he's a wanker. Yeah, well, yeah, no. I don't, I, don't I, have expe- I have expected her to go in there and you know, he's fucking standard talking about skilled dinners and how kids shouldn't be eating a bleeding slice of pizza at times. So, but you know what? I'd say he gets on your fucking wick. I was only thinking about it. Do you ever see his takeaways, right? And they have on the front kebabs, burgers, Chinese, Indian. Pizza, they do everything from around the world from the one kitchen. Yeah, you're not going near that, aren't you? No, no, no. you'd rather starve. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do you like Japanese food? Never eaten it. No, do you not like sushi or anything? No, don't eat it. All right, don't eat it. Not big fan. That's me, that's me told. Yeah, no, it's definitely you told. Um, I'm 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 not a limited person, but when it comes to food, I am quite limited. You know, yeah. I, I will. I will admit to that. Uh, let me see. Uh, Jimmy Chunks says Dylan. Um, listen, there's no point. Andy's just not going to have a bar of that. Uh, but Dylan is going to investigate that Chinese that I've mentioned. People that aren't in Dublin are wondering what's going on. But that's the way it goes. Um, Andy, I have a question for you, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, it's about breastfeeding. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. So what what's your take on breastfeeding, Andy? Now not the actual act of breastfeeding, but breastfeeding in public. What yeah. do you reckon? You alright with it? All for it, yeah. 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 Why what's why would anyone have a problem with that? No, I'm just asking because um like as you know, we had a a child a couple of weeks ago. My wife was breastfeeding and you know, she's here and people are visiting, she's breastfeeding, she doesn't really care, like you know what I mean? But I just find some women when they go when you know it's kind of oh I can't really go there because I have to breastfeed. Like, do you think women get embarrassed by it, or is it just a case of that they know they're gonna be fucking nearly stared at and shamed into leaving wherever they are because of it? Like, what what do you reckon? Ah, uh, that's that's silly, carry on. If someone's yeah. getting that, yeah, just yeah. just thought, Asha, you're um, you're grammar. No, yeah, the, no, you have the top feminists who like kind of. No, I'm not early. talking about whipping it out, Andy, and uh, yeah. in front of everyone. You know that kind of way. I'm talking now. And having said that, I don't think a woman should have to put a fucking towel over her head and the child's head while she breastfeeds. No. That's ridiculous. No, no, but you know, you know, just there's women out there who like they're like looking around for trouble. Like you know what I mean? It's like cyclists with helmets. That's the non-binary lesbians you're thinking of. Yeah, and yeah. they're like they're like right. Well, I'm breastfeeding here, and if one of even looks at me, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, cause a scene here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Ball, uh, best of luck to your missus on our breastfeeding endeavors. I hope she has no trouble off anyone because it's bang out of honor. Is it okay if she goes out and breastfeeds and if anyone stares at her that she shouts? Andy Young said it's Grant. Yeah, she showed I'd encourage her to do that. Okay, now we're going knockernomics, we're calling it now, says Anto. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Did you ever, um, before we get off, we, I know we're kind of getting off the uh, topic mm. um, of field. We're slightly, mm. we're slightly still on topic of field because you're talking about babies drinking. Yeah, and if anyone has any any random questions, throw them in because we have about five minutes left before we go. So well, have, you ever had, uh, have you ever had ramen? What's that? Japanese uh, corn. I just told you I don't eat Japanese food. Yeah, but you mightn't have known it was Japanese. That's what I'm fucking saying to you. But what, what's it look like? So it's got it's uh, it's gonna got a bed of noodles, and then you might have it's a lot of the times chicken in it, and then it's kind of got a kind of a watery sauce, but with like spice and flavour in it, and then sometimes there's an egg in it, um, and then loads of veg and all. Like if you ever look at it, say you went onto Instagram, you'll always see it like it's like a separated curry nearly. Right. Like you'd see. You'd see, uh, like you wouldn't see the noodles because they're in the end, but you'll see chicken in one corner and different veg in another corner and then an egg, maybe. Mm. An egg? Really? Yeah, yeah. In what way is the egg done? Well, like, yeah, well, sometimes like, you'll see them and it might be like a, a poached or fried egg, and then sometimes it's a boiled egg, but it, it's actually marinated in soy sauce and then some other sauce that they put it in. It kind of takes on its color, like it's kind of a brownie black right. egg. No, and I've never had that, Andy. Yeah. But trust that's, me, trust me. Yeah. If somebody, that, hold on, like, hold on. If somebody showed up with a bowl, right, with yeah. dirty coloured water because you yeah. can't see the noodles, a fucking egg floating over one side of it and a bit of veg floating over the other side of it, I'm genuinely going to ask what that is, Andy. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. say it's ramen. It's Japanese. Yeah. But, Ant- yeah. Antog123 says that it's uh, ram- ramen broth mm. is unreal. Like, not, like say you have fucking um, chicken with it, it'll like be chicken stock, but mm-hmm. it'll be flavoured up to bits. Like you know, I can't, I can't, I don't know all the different substances they bang into yeah. Japanese food because I can't make Japanese food myself. Um, but yeah, whopper, right. absolutely fucking whopper, and you can get a nice ramen in a vodka in the sushi bar. 
<laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Come here, um, uh, a spice bag, Andy. Are you having one now? You're not into it. Yeah, yeah. See, this, this, so if I was going for um, Chinese food, I'll stick to chips, like, you know what I mean? Like something they, they simply cannot scab on. Right. It's just potatoes and it's rolled about in a, a bit of spice and this, that, and the other. And, and, um, and the, the chicken, obviously, like the little bits of chicken in it and all crispy bits of chicken, but I'd feel safer having that than a, than a curry or a black bean or chicken garlic or chicken lemon or fucking chicken. Jesus, I'm nearly getting sick mm. when I think of the fucking shite and I am. Um, I'm trying to Yi Zhao says... Andy's description of Raman sounds like it came from someone who's had the cup noodle equivalent of the authentic version. Yeah, that's fair enough. And if if uh, ye, 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 yeah, sounds like a really exotic name. So I'm sure this guy knows his field. Mm. Um, sounds like an Asian name. Yeah, he would probably be able to point me in the direction to find the nicest ramen around. So what you're, so sa- what you're saying that's is a challenge. That's a challenge, Zell. Tell me where we can get nice ramen in Dublin or in Liverpool. Okay. Uh, so you're saying that the Evoca one can be outdone? Yeah, I mean, the Evoca one is just nice. Right. Like, it's it's, lo- it's lovely. You know? Any of your um, Evoca friends, listen, I won't be happy with you when you get down for your big shop now over the weekend. Um, I don't do a big shop there. Fucking hell. That's where, they, that's where they're real. That's where they're... Uh, uh, Tiger Tracy says the spice bag flavoring in Aldi is lovely. Yeah, I'd tr- trust that more. Would you? Um, mm. Retro says Asda. Um, I don't know if that's for ramen or whether it's for uh, the flavoring. I'm not too sure. Well, anyway, you better come across the, re- the goodies here. You can't just make a comment like that and then not back it up with something su- well, substantial. I'll, I'll keep an eye. I'll keep an eye. Um, Take like, down. Give you okay. a he has minute. Sure, uh, sure. You in Manchester is decent. Okay. Okay. Right. That's in Manchester. Do they have like a chain or anything like that? I might find one somewhere I don't else. Think it's, it's probably not like Greg's. Like, um, <laughs> a lot of do. Come here, and I ask you. Somebody asked there, and might it be in Chris? And he asks if you could get rid of one invention, what would it be? One invention. Last, last question before we go. Anything that's ever been invented. Mm. Whatever you want. <laughs> Steve, Steve S says, Troy Fujiyama. Is that in Liverpool, Steve S? You'll have to tell us. Uh, you can get rid of anything, Andy. Anything. The wheel. Get rid of any invention. Obviously not the wheel. Good crack, though. Um, reality TV. Reality TV. Yeah, was that, you know. Was that, they, um, was that your better half coming through the door to tell you that? Yeah, she was like helping me out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because your head yeah. is fried after talking her about Japanese view for twenty minutes. No, but she's dead right. She knows me better than I know myself. Mm. Reality TV. What you're saying is, you'd be a better bet. You should be a better guest on this podcast than you. Yeah, yeah. It's not the way. Um, not just reality TV, but you know the way people talk about celebrities if they know about them. You know. Mm. Did you hear such and such a celebrity fell out with that celebrity and she was wearing that and he was doing this and all? Mm. That wrecks my head. So if we could if we could get rid of whenever we discovered this need for celebrities and reality and all that, get rid of that. Okay. Steve S has come back and says the one he's recommended is on O'Connell Street in Dublin. 
Okay. So, Sorry, <laughs> um, well, I, I've, I've just said O'Connor's dream. I can't remember the name he said, Steve Fujiyama. S. Um, Fujiyama. Fujiyama yeah. it was. Uh, so go and have a look at that. So you yeah. went rid of reality TV. Reality TV and cele- the, the uh, celebrity craving to kind of culture. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's an invention. But well, that's, well, that's my interpretation of the question. It, well, if it has to be like an actual invention. A couple of people have said mobile phones. Mobile phones, yeah, but that, yeah, I know, yeah, people are like that, but you can't, you can't say mobile phones weren't a good idea. Do you that was like get years ago. Remember years ago, you'd knock into your mates, like, and yeah. they'd be somewhere, and you'd spend the whole day looking for them, all the spots, yeah, that you they might be, and then, yeah. and then it's, it was a case where like you'd. You'd end up going back to the four spot you went after. You, just in case he turned up there after you left him. Yeah, and he went, like, Where were you? Well, we were in there, we we're in the keyhole, and then we went to the horseshoe, and then we went to the scrambler, and then we were in the, around the, you know, down the lane, and then All we were the here. spots in Halliday are listening. And, and then you'd go, and you'd go back to the, yeah, I tried all them. Yeah, well, we, so you were basically just following them around and then eventually found them in the first place. Yeah. But with mobile phones, like young fellas don't know how easy they have it now where they just text yeah. and say, where are yours? And they drop a pin. Oh, drop a pin, bud, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, drop a pin, bud. Uh, Chris Brack would disinvent Piers Morgan. Yeah. I don't know. I think that'd be just... Yeah, no, I don't know what that'd be. Suppose you're right. Do you know what i get rid of? How to think about it. Do you know the little things in the shops where people can scan their item to see how much it is? Yeah. You know, if you see something, you go, how much is that? And you can go up to this little machine and, get, and scan it. Them. And I've never you, even seen one of those. They're all over Dunn stores. And I can tell you, they put them down the middle of oils on pillars. So you just have people yeah. standing around this thing. Usually kids, you know, that are bored. And they go, yeah. oh, yeah, I know. The, like the big price is there written beside it, but they just come and scan it and they get in your way and it does my fucking head in. So those are the machines where you can check the price. That's that's probably what I get rid of. I know we could change the world here, but like all we want to do is our big shop in peace. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or mm, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think I'll go with that. I think I'll go with that. That's um, a, uh, that's that's a bit that's a bit weak. No, but they really annoy me. It's, it's, it's yeah. obviously something that's annoying. What do you mean, very weak? You just want to get rid of fucking Channel 4. Yeah. And you're calling mine weak. I know, but it's just, it's my, yeah, it's my thing. I just, I just wish people weren't like that. Why do people need to know what celebrities are doing? Dylan O'Rourke and then start dis- acting like them. Dylan O'Rourke would disinvent the little brushes people use to clean their metal straws. What the fuck is that? The little brushes to clean their metal straws? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Do you? do you know there? Why? Yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> little, little brush people brush. use to clean their metal straws. Yeah. It's like your metal straw to clean it. What's a fucking metal straw? What is a metal straw? Yeah, it's metal straw. So it's all been worked since we used the straw. What no. Nobody has metal straws. We just do. You do. You do. I don't, you don't know what it is either. I <laughs> No, he's gonna he's gonna need he's to gonna have to explain himself. He really is. Uh, no, Maverick says no Maverick chance. says not a chance on Channel Four. He finds it okay. The Channel Four app is brilliant. The Channel Four app is deadly yeah. for all the box sets. Unbelievable. Get on that is really good. Right. Do you know what? Do you know what does wreck me head? Go on. People going out, going around with their water bottles. Boy, Andy. Boy. <laughs> that, that, come on. 
Do you have to be hydrated, Andy? Yeah, but don't go round with it. What do you want them to do? Put it in a place and go back to that oh, place. Like on the garden so. wall. What? No. They're out in walking, the, they're out running. In your locker room work or in your drawer or somewhere. Don't be going around with it like thinking it's part of you. But, like an, an accessory. And, the, and like no, whoever. You're telling me there's people just randomly bottle. walking around with bottles of water, like a water bottle. Yeah. I'm, are you not talking about people running and, and jogging and stuff? No. People that are like. You know, going the bookies, going around with a water bottle. You know, like you know, the way like and you have all these advanced water bottles now with different shapes and different like uh, mechanisms for soaping your water. Yeah, you know, as if like just taking a soap out of a glass isn't fucking good enough anymore. (laughs) But 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 hold on, like are you are you like if I gave you this scenario, do you believe it's happening? Mick comes out of his house. To go down the bookies to put a bet on the, the race of Haydock, I have to. Yeah. And he brings a water bottle with him. Oh, yeah. He just sit down like and place his water bottle. On, on the, in the bookies. Yeah. Well, I don't be in the bookies. So, but, but, but you're saying place. the chances are someone's going to bookies. In the, the, wor- in the, wor- in the workplace or in other people's workplaces, you'll see it happening all the time. And if I ever see anyone's water bottle and they turn their back, I'll either stash it or put salt into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this, like people, I understand people that are in work, say they're out and they're working in a warehouse and they're out there for hours walking around and stuff. And they yeah, water bottle. With what? Leave it in your pocket? Your locker. Why would you leave it in your locker? You're out there for hours. You just need a drink. No. If you can, if you're, hold on. If you're walking in a warehouse, say you're driving a forklift, and yeah. you start at eight, and you don't get yeah. a break till half ten, so two and a half hours. During that time, you might get thirsty. Are you suggesting to me then that's that if I, hold on. Kind of, that's different because it's kind of practical and functional. But right. do you not know the type I'm talking about who goes around with a fucking bottle of water? Like, but a where are you, Andy? Bottle of water. What? Where are they? Everywhere. But where? Colleges. Are the workplace. <laughs> Oh, so you're talking about a fella that is going to college and gets on a bus with his water bottle. Yeah, well, if you're going to college, you have a bag, obviously. And yeah. you should just keep in your bag instead of walking around with a water bottle in your hand. Right, so what do you're saying... Am I the only one who notices people going around with water in their hand these days? <laughs> hold on, hold on. A fella, a fella, Dylan says, a fella to his job as a plastic bottle. This is bullshit. And it's eight litres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who, who drinks eight litres of water in one city? Yeah. Hold on, when Dylan. What do you walk at? It's shaped like those fucking ones you used to stick upside down on the water that's spent in an office <laughs> yeah. 8 litres could you imagine that imagine going over the strap in your back do you remember the rocket man that used to be at the football matches so you could get coffee off him um, 8 litres of water that's, that's, that's not real wanker. that's that you were dealing with yeah but uh, look I get people that are going to the gym or going for a jog or out for a strenuous walk yeah that's water. totally different I get that totally different. I yeah, get what, people that are, I get people a water bottle has a place if you have a very physical job like say you're a bricky or a roofer or something and it's going to be hassle to come down grand put it beside you or you're out running or you're training in the gym or you're doing whatever yeah, yeah. you need a bottle of water but a bottle of water should not be a, um, a, an accessory for walking around but this around is what I'm trying to establish with you if, yeah. if 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 I said to you, Andy, tomorrow, um, you and me are going to start working a warehouse tomorrow, and we're going to be forklift drivers, and yeah. I brought a bottle of water with me out and put it on my forklift, yeah, would you look there? Would you look at me and go, "What a prick"? 
No, I yeah, well I would, but what I do is I'd hide your bottle of water. But why, Andy? Because but in that case, Andy, in that case, Andy, you, what you're saying now is right. What you're saying now is is that you feel it'd be okay for me to go. Oh, I'm touristy. Get off the forklift. Walk they, back through to the area where the lockers are. Take a sip of water and come back to drive me. Drive your forklift to the nearest water dispenser. But maybe there's not a water dispenser in a warehouse. There will be. It's, not it's in the warehouse, lawn. I wouldn't. No, no, no. no. Yeah, your employer has to provide you with uh, refreshments. Not in the water. Not in the warehouse itself. Ah, uh, they will be. No, 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 no. You can't have you can't have water dispensers in warehouses, Andy. You can have them in canteens that are within the confines of the warehouse, but you can't have water dispensers in there warehouses. Ring can't. a warehouse. Ring a twenty-four hour warehouse that you know of. The you ring one now. Ring DHL now and ask them. I won't be uh, you. Ring DHL. They're open twenty-four hours. And ask is there a is um, there a water dispenser out on the warehouse floor? Would you get speaking to someone in the warehouse? I'd right say you would, but I can tell you something now. There's no way you have a water dispenser on the warehouse floor. It's a health and safety uh, issue. There will be. Warehouses are full of dust. That's the first thing. Most of the time, the floors in warehouses are painted quite slippy under feet. If you drive a forklift, you'll know about it. You pouring water on that is not a good idea. They'd have a they, barrier around it. They would be. No, no, no. So, what are you going to do? Get in behind the fucking barrier and drink it? No, there could be a barrier that you can access from standing position. No, it would be. Just not allow your you fucking could, forklift you into could, or you whatever. Could, you could have. A canteen that has a door going out into a warehouse with it in the confines of that canteen. But you can't have it out in the... You can't just have... That would be like just running a garden hose out of the fucking thing and going, oh, here, I'll just take a swig off that. Right. Let me let me, let me me try and describe this a bit better, right? So per, places where you previously wouldn't have found bottle, people with bottles of water, right? So you go back to the 80s, you'll find people in the fucking uh, gym with a bottle of water, right? Or in... Mm. whatever going for runs and shit like that they'll have water with them yeah i'm talking about dickheads who've read an article who says which and the article says you now need to drink eight liters of water a day no you don't this. yeah but these articles that they've read well says that's dylan's this. mate and work he's just being the eight liters with him i'd say he gets on the bus now with that your bladder won't thank you yeah well, you don't yeah, need eight liters of water like do you recommend two two liters is loads <laughs> Someone asked you, did I just invent a new accessory, a water bottle that enhances your daily outfit? Yeah. But like, two litres is loads. But the, like, what I'm saying to you is, Andy, you can't be expecting an employer isn't going to say to you, uh, we don't like, like, if you're employing someone, Andy, you want them out there walking. You'd rather them have a bottle of water out with the mulder walking rather than them coming back every 15 minutes to take a sup of water from a bottle that's in a locker because you don't mm. look at them walking around with a bottle. Yeah. So warehouse thing, I think you're out of order. Now, unless unless like your warehouse job probably involves a little bit of physical labour, then it's probably well, most of them do. Yeah. Well, then then it's kind of acceptable that they would have a bottle of water. So I think no, you should no. take the warehouse coming back. <laughs> you know. Well, I retract the warehouse. You brought up that example. Mm. I'm talking about people say they're sitting at their office desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. Now there's they're a water dispenser in the office. I have a fucking water bottle on their table in front of them. Yeah. And they keep filling it up to the dispenser and bringing it back with them and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and they, every time they go over there, they and then someone goes, you know, Jesus, like, you're drinking a lot of water. Oh, yeah, I read this article there uh, today, yesterday, and it says you need to drink eight litres of water a day, mm. and they're for the fucking, they spend their fucking whole day either at the water dispenser mm. or drinking water at their desk or in the jacks pissing. Yeah. 
But you see, they would spend more time pissing in the jacks than the fella like that would come back to get his water. So from the warehouse, you know what I mean? So it swings and roundabouts. But I know where you're coming from. People just using a bottle of water as an accessory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like just kind of sitting there and, and people that take like, people that take um, you know, like um, what do you call them? Supplements, you know, mm. like this whey powder and stuff. Yeah, like people. Like, why do people put that in the bottle and leave the house to take it? You know, you have to go and stand in the local shop and drink it to show people they're drinking it. What? Well, this is kind of an extension of my problem because, mm. like, a lot of the time you don't know what's in the um, what's in the bottle. Mm. like it could be their whey protein yeah mm. and and then like they're soaping away and someone goes uh, oh, drink of water that? and then they go no 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 oh what is it oh it's this new whey protein uh, fucking Johnny are down the blade and uh, Jim was saying it's Whopper <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's Whopper yeah, yeah, two, yeah. Sco- two scoops man fucking 60 grams uh, protein yeah down the fucking uh, hatch yeah fucking look at the size of me and uh, yeah. then they realised that it's just powder, and it just flies through you. Yeah. And your body was never designed to yeah. digest synthetic fucking. I remember people went. Remember people went through the mad phase of like eating raw eggs. Is that gone? Yeah, now? Is that yeah, gone? Now, is it? Yeah. Is that yeah. Gone? Yeah. Salmonella. Because I love. I love. No, don't get me wrong. If a fellow walked into a shop, took out a plastic bag, and just turned upside down and emptied three or four like raw eggs over into his mouth i'd find that amusing yeah you know i mean that'd yeah. be more amusing than the way stuff but um, that, yeah or, or you know like you know the, the fella who just gets into the gym like and he's going around going down to the gym to drop a few weights you know the you know they can't even lift them they're dropping them on the floor mm. you know that that fucking shit and, yeah. uh, and like they're milling the whey protein over or they're eating uh, 16 chicken breasts a day like out of a lunchbox in their glove yeah. compartment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, uh, and like to be all bits of broccoli. They're prep. Do you ever hear? Yeah, prep. Yeah. Oh, that's me. Prep for the food week. Prep for the week. There be loads. Yeah. But like you know what's the food prep, right? The trays they have. The the trays they have. The the plastic containers they have. The food prep in for the week. Yeah. It's the exact same as the plastic containers you get out of the Chinese takeaway when you order like a, a chicken curry. Oh yeah, is that cut rabbit? Do you ever know that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only shot to come in with a in a brown paper bag. Yeah, with a menu stuck to the bottom <laughs> yes, of it. And a bag of salt and vinegar <laughs> over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love fellas that do feel prep. Like, I love like, that. They're, they're, they're like they're they're going to the gym like in January and by February, like they're nutritional experts and they're telling you that like you need to be eating uh, so, such an amount of calories and putting on and eating wh- whacking away all this protein and and uh, I do all my prep and they're eating raw fucking broccoli and all and you're going, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And they're going at uh like fuel fuel uh, <laughs> fuel to me is just fuel, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, by February they're back in the car going, they're fucking <laughs> They're never out of chipper yeah. again. It's a bit like yeah. you with Dry January, where it's all just pretendy. Yeah. <laughs> Is there? No. Yeah. I am. I'm still sticking to Dry January. No, you're not, Andy. You're drinking the weekends. I know. I had, tonight I had a cu- couple of cups of tea and an orange. <laughs> and what? This, it's Thursday. Yeah. Saturday and Sunday is my issue, Andy. No. You know what I mean? Um, Dylan O'Rourke says, what about those lads? <laughs> That drink water with lemon and lime and, and uh, mint and all in it. <laughs> yeah. There was, <laughs> there, was I, there was someone I used to know. I still know. 
and he used to do some shit with his water and they'd be lemoning it overnight and something else in it. Yeah. Um, and you'd be going, uh, yeah, you know, you make the mistake of asking, what's yeah. that? And uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. 20 minutes later, you're fucking nearly asleep, like collapsing. <laughs> and you're being told, like, oh, no, this is the, the ionized water. What it actually does is it takes out the um, acidity and fucking does this and, yeah. and then it does that to your water. And it's actually uh, balances up your pH levels in your body and all. Yeah. And you're just going, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're going to wait me a dope. Yeah. All right. Um, do, you think, do you think that, you know, that they're in caves fucking with lemons and limes and fucking show you more yeah i know it's 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 madness though isn't it like uh you know i don't know i just i don't know i just leave these people to it um steve nichols says have you heard much from tony evans recently there's no way he's a red reckons liverpool spent a fortune totally forgetting the coutinho money um don't really listen to him steve i'm being honest yeah with you. tony tony be happier like if if the Catania money was what spent on yachts <laughs> and handbags for Linda. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I really don't know. Uh, okay, give it away. Let me see. Euro millions tomorrow, lads. Give me three numbers. 1,500 quid if it comes in. I'll split it three ways. Give him a number, Andy. Seven. I'll give you 19. And pick one yourself, Dylan. And if it comes in, we'll split it three ways. Now, you want three numbers. Um, well, you give me another number. 21. And I'll give you 15. Add it together as 26. I'm going to add that together. So 7, 19, and 26. There you go. Um, Let me see. If you don't know the pH of your water, are you even alive, asked Adam? I know you are. You are. It's just you're not as alive as these other people that feel like uh, that food is fuel. What what grub did Grizz bring you? uh, Oh, yeah. I'd love to know that, actually. That's a great question. Um, We, I, I, when the first thing I had was two points in Dublin Airport because that's just the way it is uh i got over to london we went down to london i don't think i had something for a while and then i went into a place called in east london called the goose pub and i had they were doing like um they were burgers they were lovely though um but there was loads of different you know the way this kind of make your own burger so that you can pick if it's a double burger you can pick what dressing is on it what sauces are on it and it was absolutely beautiful really really good so that's all i had that's yeah I had. look at what maverick there says he used to know a fellow who blended um all his food and he like he thought i thought it was just like fruit you blended and this guy used to be blending his chicken dinner and his fucking potatoes and veg all jays oh no do you remember the thing um was it Aldi or Little Dunn and it was a dinner in a can? Yeah. Do you remember that? That was disgusting, wasn't it? But that, that's a real, you know, a real English thing. Like, you know, you'd hear fucking mad things being sold in Tesco and Sainsbury's that you wouldn't see in Tesco here or one of our... I uh, did see it in Aldi here. It was definitely breakfast like a, 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 yes, a... Breakfast in a can. Breakfast in a can. That's what it was. I seen yeah. that in, in Aldi here. That would never sell here. There's no one that fucking ridiculous, like... No, that's graceful. It's um, no, it's anything like that over can is like even um, that sausage and beans in a can. I can't stomach. Yeah, come on, like, like, fuck. But blending your food, fuck that. You'd want to be a fucking scumbag, like to walk into Sainsbury's or Tesco and, and buy a couple of cans of that, and then like, what? Well, what do you do? Crack them open in the car park and start fucking? No, you bring. What happens with them is you, you bring them home. And you, you just take them out with a can like you would beans and just heat them up. 
Oh, and then just eat it. That's what it is. People, some people are, they've no respect for themselves. Like if I want to, I want to describe your fellas going around with like that bottles of water with lemon and all sorts in it, mm. uh, showing off and this, and then telling you what you have to eat like vegan food and all. Yeah. And then in the other end, you people eating uh, like breakfast in a can. You see, Subway are doing vegan stuff now, and there's like vegan meatballs. Why, oh, do, why, why do these vegans keep trying to eat food that looks like food that we have, but they're so against it? Yeah, I know. Vegan, like, Sausages, if you're a proper, you're a proper vegan, you'd be calling it like different names. Yeah. It wouldn't be like a uh, vegan chicken curry. No, that's what Not I'm saying. Chicken. A vegan fucking uh, fillet steak. Oh God! Tiger Tracy says that we're way too long here, Andy. We're an hour and a half here. Um, Tiger Tracy asks, "Did you ever see? Oh, this disgusting! Did you ever see the steak and kidney in a can? It's like dog food." What's the Yi Zhao says? What's the most depressing meal you've ever seen someone eat? Depressing meal. Well, there's a fellow in work who um who, who doesn't eat spicy food, and like if we were eating a curry, like well, he wouldn't be. Yeah, I'd be lashing it, you know, saying Thai curry together, green, red, yellow, and uh, chips and uh, chips, rice, and a uh, plain plain chicken's fine for me, and then he'd squirt ketchup all over. Yeah, I knew a fellow that used to get a, a, a chips curry sauce and fried rice in a, in a tray and put uh, red sauce and vinegar on it. Oh man. That's depressing, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, do you know, like, some places actually charge you money for some disgraceful food and you think about it. Do you know, like, the, do, you know the, do you know the breakfast you get, like, on the boat or something? Yeah, I haven't been on a boat in a long time. I'm trying to think of an example of it. It's just so, somewhere where you have no choice but to get that food. Like, oh, yeah. Anywhere, anywhere some airports. Your, yeah, anywhere where they have you cornered. The airports when you and go through no, security, you've absolutely no, um, you've no choice to go elsewhere. So, and they know people are going to be hungry, and it doesn't nothing matters about the quality of the field. Mm. And they, they, you actually end up paying like twenty quid for for chicken and chips or something like that. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's fucking scandalous. Yeah, um, airports are terrible for it. Mm. Um, now they're getting better because they see the money that's in it by bringing in better standards and better like fields into airports especially when you go through security like funny London Newton that I was on on Tuesday when you actually went through the door the main door there was loads of stuff around to have and when you went through security you went upstairs there was plenty of stuff but the actual the better choice was before you went through security which isn't usually the case but um, places are getting better Steve Nichols says thank you for a great show by the way it's very enjoyable and better than 99% of LFC stuff on the net thanks Thanks a million. Um, nice one, Steve. And it's all free. It's all free. Um, we don't charge you for anything. We never will charge you for anything. And we definitely wouldn't start up a... Um, <laughs> we definitely wouldn't start up a chat room and charge you to be in it. So there you go. Um, Is that actually happening or was that? Must, it must that's, be um, that's a promise. We will never, ever do that. Um, unlike others, that must have been happened. That that's can't be right. Um, well, I'll leave you. I'll leave you to decide that. Um, uh, nothing worse than airplane fuel to Dylan O'Rourke. I have to say, Ryanair are something else, aren't they, Andy? Yeah, They're unreal. Now I don't know if you go on Ryanair. It's probably below you. No, no, no. I like. I actually like Ryanair. Ah, oh, but Andy, come on. Like some of the stuff that lash you now. I remember being on Ryanair in the summer, and I said to a girl, "Can I have a? I think it was a ham and cheese panini." 
whatever it was, and it came down like six quid or whatever the fuck it was, seven yeah. quid. And it like it was just poxy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you said, like there's no more corner than thirty thousand feet in the air and an airplane, you know what I mean? I don't know, I've kinda had a few of those like things in the Ryanair flights and ah. didn't find near as bad as what you could possibly get. Sure. I've been I've flown to America with Virgin and that field is unbelievable. Brilliant. Yeah. Um but um Dylan Rook said his missus had mac and cheese on a flight to America. It was like play though. Who was a wit? because um, I went with Virgin and I loved them. I absolutely loved them. Delta went too bad. Virgin wouldn't be serving you mac and cheese. It has to be one of the American airlines. Yeah, um, mac and cheese. I don't even know what mac and cheese is. I've never had it. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Laxmax61 says, I've heard that promise before. What promise is that? Oh, was it the one that will always be free? Oh, we never put anything. Um, we never charge it for any content. You can quote, you can quote us on yeah, it. Yeah, you can absolutely quote us on it. We are never, ever charging anyone for the fucking bullshit that me and Andy in particular speak. Um, but no, we are 100% wouldn't do that. Um, I, we can absolutely promise you that. All we, all we require is you invite us to the odd wedding. The odd wedding? Yeah. yeah. Um, recommend some decent golf courses. Uh, what else? It does, if, you, if you're drinking recommend cans and they're nice... Japanese. Japanese field. Don't mention curries because Andy will have a breakdown. Not Japanese. Stuff like that. If you're in a Vogue and you see Andy, just give him the, I'm sure there's some sort of a Vogue away. If you know, like, do you know when you're in a car and you, someone lets you out and you kind of give them, you know, you put your finger up to say thanks or your hand up or, and certain parts of Dublin, it was mad science. <laughs> is, there, is there a thing in a Vogue where there's a special kind of signal that you know each other? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. He said yeah. it was British Airways. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. Mm. I not think they'd be serving mac and cheese. Mm. Maybe as well as if so. Obviously, they've loads half our customers are going to be American, so. Mm. So there you go. Um, Dylan says, don't eat on planes. Freaks me out. Bought a three-pack of Kinder Buenos for an eight-hour flight. <laughs> 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 One minute into the flight, please note a woman is allergic to peanuts, so no, no products. <laughs> oh, wow. Disaster. <laughs> 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 would you not have just would you not have just claimed ignorance and went well, there's no nuts in that can yeah, that way you know, you, you that can, is, uh, and people mad on their, on their demands like oh yeah yeah <laughs> imagine having imagine having 12 kids that way you know staring at you for eight would hours because some because uh, some hour up the front count? what would marzipan count I don't know but like who's bringing no, marzipan yeah, in no, the front you know them Blackfriars um, uh, flapjacks yeah well there's a lovely one that's like it's a uh, made out of um like not mar- marzipan uh, what's the other shit like that's a uh, like bakewell bakewell yeah so obviously has almonds ground almonds in it all sugared up and uh they're they're like guilty pleasure of mine like I'd, I'd have one of them on a flight mm. and if uh i couldn't give a shit like if the whole fucking, <laughs> i wouldn't give a shit it was like the pino allergic to pino yeah. convention was on and yeah. we were flying to i'd be fucking milling it over yeah um i'm still laughing at him with them kind of way and i have to be honest dylan is absolutely great he's great value on this Um, every time we're on he's great value yeah uh, sorry steve nicholas have you ever met mark Goldbridge? No. Have you ever met Mark Goldbridge, Andy? No, I'd love to meet no, him. No, I'd love to meet him too. Um, I've We have inquired a couple of times about him coming on the show, but I think he's a little bit afraid of us. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Yi Zhao asks, have you, have you guys seen the video where some middle-aged guy is caught pleasuring himself on a plane? If you saw that happening, would you name and shame or would you just look away? <laughs> 
that's a really difficult decision to make, isn't it? Mm. You know, what are you going to do? Stand up and start going, I have no anchor, or else like just torn a, torn a blind eye? Um, I think I just leave him to it. Once I'm not within um, range of him, I suppose, uh, it's, I'm, I'm all right. Uh, Dylan Rook says if he eats a Kinder Bueno, he's another seven hours and 58 minutes to deal with a dead woman three rows up. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Chris Brack says get going. She won't be dead. She'll be just suffering with a very, a very narrow airway for the seven hours. <laughs> for seven hours, 58 minutes. Relax, though. We'll be there in a minute. Um, yeah. she, she should have her EpiPen with her, anyway. Yeah. Like, you can't stroll onto a plane with no EpiPen and go, I'm allergic to peanuts. Like, you know what I mean? Fuck off. Yeah. Imagine, um, imagine imagine you got on a plane, like, and just said, no vegans. Yeah. yeah. Everybody on this flight has to eat meat. Yeah. I have to be honest with you. If if something ridiculous come up with that, I would I would counteract with "Can we smoke?" Because I'd get through. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would. I genuinely would. If you're if you're banning, yeah. If you're banning, I'll, I'll, are, I'm uh, willing to give up. Smoke. I'm if you are allergic to chicken, and chicken is on the menu, I'm willing to give it up for this ten hour flight to Vegas. But I am going to smoke. I think. That's Here, fair. look, Dylan. Rourke says that he was on a flight to Canaries and a fella kept smoking in the toilet. <laughs> the police came to take him on arrival. Oh my God. Like, are, pe- is it, are people so fucking stupid? Yeah. And I, I, I'm a smoker. Like, I, you know me, Andy. You, you know when you hear, like, you know when you hear the, the air hostess announcing that this is a no-smoking flight and, or, and, and there's alarms in the toilet yeah. and you think to yourself, there's no... An alarm the why, are they, why are they saying this? Nobody yeah. is going to fucking... Do that, yeah, and then lo and behold, some asshole is going to Chris Brack says, Get Goldbridge on the show. I reckon he'd be good value. I think he'd be great value. And yeah. to be honest with you, I'd love a serious conversation about probably from the time the Glazers took over at United right through to now in detail with Mark Goldbridge. I'm gonna put it out there now. Um, yeah. but if anyone has any contact with Mark Goldbridge and they want to ask him for us, do you want to inquire? Absolutely, they can. We have tried on a couple of occasions, and we haven't been knocked back. We just haven't really got a response because I think he might be a little bit afraid of coming on this show or one of our shows because we're a little bit less PR, um, mm. or PC, should I say, than, than others. Let's be honest about it. Uh, Dylan said it was the funniest flight of his life. Um the one with the smoking, of course. Uh, Andy, that's it. We are now an hour and 47 minutes in. Yeah, and that's that. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> Dylan said your man was stinking of smoke. I'm fully <laughs> denying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone in school getting caught smoking. Yeah, You're yeah. very smoking. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, his hair's on fire, and he's still telling them yeah. there's tobacco all over his hands and everything. Yeah. Um, but now, do you know what? I think this is this long, this podcast, or I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to put it as an audio podcast because it's just people's head to be wrecked an hour and 47. That's ridiculous. But that's listen, true. it was good crack, wasn't it? Ah, yeah, sure it always knows. is, you know what I mean? And Liverpool won again, so well, you can't argue with that. It's, I nearly forgot we are playing. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those, because when me and you get on, it, it goes it goes mad. But um, we do it again next week. I'm just going live to my front door here. All right. Yeah. Do you want Do you want to do it next week after West Ham? Uh, Wednesday night next week. Mm. I have to say, I have a lot of work to do. I don't believe you. I think that's a lie, but anyway. Um, I'd say. 
Okay, cool. Right, well, listen, that's been the Fatback for Daily. Thanks a million for joining us. Thanks a million. For, if you stuck with us from 10.15 till two minutes past midnight, um, you are an absolute gent or a lady or you're just brilliant. Um, yeah, it's been good. Liverpool have won again. 16 clear, game in hand. It's um, We're on the final road to the countdown now, lads. It's, it's coming. Eight more wins. Over and out. Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green. Green today. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or calls.com for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 